What's up, teammates? Welcome to the Gold Diggers Youth, where we discuss stories of leadership and motivation using sports as a metaphor, dedicated for daily grinders, go-getters, and everyday athletes. My name is Robbie DeVera. And I'm Luisa Tagulinao, and we are your resident gold diggers. Last week, we had the queen of jiu-jitsu herself, Meggie Ochoa, who shared with us the importance of finding your why and using discipline to anchor to your purpose and passion. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Spotify, and YouTube channel. Now with us today is a full-time student athlete who is currently pursuing her bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship in De La Salle University. She's a former member of the Philippine gymnastic team, but later on transitioned and found success in obstacle sports. At the young age of 16, she became a champion in obstacle course racing, highlighted by her gold medal in the 2019 Southeast Asian Games for the mixed team assist 400 by 12 obstacle. Let's not keep everyone waiting, so please welcome Kaizen De La Serna. Hello, hello everyone. Hello Kai, it's so good to see you here. We are so excited and we know a lot of our friends who are watching and listening are so happy to have you here as well. And you know, I just want to start it off by telling you that we really love you here at the Gold Diggers and we love what you do. But you know, we want to help refresh everybody's memory. So we want to ask you first, you know, before everything else, who is Kaizen de la Serna and can you tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, so I'm Kaizen de la Serna. I'm an obstacle course racing athlete and a parkour athlete. So I'm currently in the national team for both of the sports. Um, I'm also a student in de la Salle University and yes. <laughs> right, you also started um, early on in your career with gymnastics, right? So tell us something about that. Oh yes, I started with gymnastics when I was around seven years old and then I did it for around like eight, um, eight years. And then after gymnastics, that's when I discovered my new favorite sport, obstacle course. That's great. So, you know, let's start you off with something light for this evening, Kaizen. So what do you do for fun lately? Okay. So lately, I've been doing um, obstacle course training. So I've been practicing the different obstacles. And aside from that, I've gotten into rock climbing. So I do indoor climbing, bouldering, and I also started outdoor climbing. And it's really enjoyable and I super like love doing it. Really cool. And you know, speaking of obstacle sports and rock climbing, that wasn't, uh, as mentioned, that wasn't your sport in the beginning, right? So coming from such an early and decorated career in gymnastics, why did you quit even before you made it to like the bigger stage? Oh, I decided to quit gymnastics uh, because I actually felt burnt out. It was because I was doing um, the trainings repetitively. I did the same thing over and over again. So I guess that would, that would led me to be um, tired and like to be burnt out. Um, like every day, I would wake up early morning for school and then right after school, I would go straight to gymnastics and do training for four to five hours, which is pretty long. And then late at night when I'd go home, I'd still do extra schoolwork and then go back to sleep. So it was the same thing over and over again. So it sounds like you got burned out from the daily grind, right? Yes, I did. Like it wasn't also good for my emotional and mental health in a way because there are times I really cried because I couldn't do the skill, I was frustrated. So I guess it wasn't um, like good for me anymore. That's why I decided to redirect myself and find a new thing to do. 
Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I mean, especially since you were a national athlete at such a young age, um, it definitely could have some impact emotionally, right? And, um, you know, uh, mentally. So okay, let's dig a little deeper there. So what was that like, you know, quitting uh, that sport that until that moment in your life you loved so much? Can you tell us about that particular journey? Okay, that was honestly one of the hardest decisions I had to make in my life. Um, because I started it in a super young age. So it was kind of my identity in a way. Like people knew me as a gymnast. Um, like in school, like everyone's like, oh, she's the gymnast. She's the one who does the tumblings and all. So when I decided to quit, I was like, what if? I won't do anything after that. Like I won't have any sport. And then in a way it made me feel like a failure, I guess, if I decided to quit. And like when I told my parents about it, they were initially um not as supportive because they were like, Oh, you've been doing it your whole life. Bucket come quit. And I was like, I don't do I don't wanna continue anymore. And then Butana lang like after a few months they became supportive and that's how I like transitioned to obstacle course. Right. Thanks for that. Thanks for your your honesty, right? But I want to dig a little deeper there because you know, you really feel like those on some days, right? Like you really feel you don't, like you don't have the energy or like, you know, the motivation to do that particular task. I mean, especially in younger kids, right? They they are pretty on and off with regard to how they feel about certain things. But how did you know that for you it was really the end of the road for that for gymnastics? Okay. So I decided to quit because I felt that um it wasn't helping me become a better person also. So with that I was like I should take a break from, you know, like the sport and then um I really wanted to like and my relationship with gymnastics because it wasn't good for my mental health and i think my mental health is more important than continuing something that i didn't love to do as much anymore and um aside from that i realized that it isn't really the end um it's only the beginning so like with quitting that's when i tried like new things and i learned so much from it Yeah, maybe before I turn it over to Luisa, sorry for hogging the, the the first few minutes, Luisa. What I like about what you said is like coming from such a young age, you've shown some maturity already early on. Where do you think you got that strength? Um, my maturity, I think it was because I was disciplined as an athlete, like at an early age. That's why, you know, I became like more mature because i learned a lot from like my hardships my tears and my failures which made me become a better person and i developed um the values of grit and resilience in a way because even if i was tired i decided to pursue what i love to do for my in order to achieve my long term goals solid stuff sorry luisa your your turn Okay, thank you so much to Robbie. That was really good to hear because I was able to relate to a lot of stuff as I was listening to you guys, especially for the Gen Zs. I think we can really relate to how Kai mentioned that at times when we feel like we already have this kind of image, this kind of personality that's already out there, we feel like we can get caged to that because we kind of align our identity with how other people see us and of course it can be really scary because 
we're also led to believe na baka yun na nga ako, that's my identity. And it's gonna be scary or even wrong at times to try something else. But I think that's how we really learn. And it doesn't mean that we were stuck doing something for a while. That doesn't mean that we'll be able, we won't be able to try something else that will help us feel more like ourselves. And I just wanna like tell you that you're really brave for doing that. And we're also happy that you get to really do something that allows you to take care of yourself, not just physically, but like you said, mentally and emotionally as well. Because it's really pressuring, the right? nowadays, na you have to think about what other people think about you as well when it's your perception of yourself that matters. So it's great that you can do both of that right now with your sport. So um, I just want to ask you as well, since the ball's in my cart right now, uh, I want to ask you, how has your perception on the sport that you came from, gymnastics, changed? Like now that you have um, entered this different sport um do you feel like it's really something that you don't want to go back to or when you think about it is it something that you would rather not think about or do you just stay thankful and you think that it's one state of your life one page of the chapter of your life that you're thankful for um thinking about gymnastics right now i'm honestly super thankful that i did it at a young age because uh, like I mentioned earlier, I learned uh, several values like grit, resilience, and determination, which helped me now, not just in sports, maybe in like business and school. And that's what I loved about gymnastics because I really learned so much from it, which I can apply right now. Yeah, it's great because it transcends. No, it doesn't mean you learned it doing like you learned it while doing gymnastics. Dun lang siya. Um, that's the thing I think about sports and that's the reason why a lot of people really love the world of sports even if they're not athletes per se. It's because they really get a lot of life lessons from sports so it becomes more universal. And because it is universal, syempre we know na you have a lot of friends then who aren't athletes and there are a lot of people, a lot of our friends who are listening now who aren't athletes as well. So what is something that your peers or our friends here who are listening what is something that they can learn from that part of your journey um so for me um it's really important to take breaks um um if you can't just keep doing things over and over again uh, you're gonna feel tired you're gonna feel burnt out um it's it's really better like when you you feel like you're not in your best to take a short break and then after that short break you can continue because you know in this culture right now we're all you know caught up with grinding you have to work 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 but then it's really important to you you know rest and then take breaks and then just appreciate the little things you have in life that's really great advice right there so parang what i got what i captured from that is you know finding that sweet spot of like you know the productivity and then the breaks also so it's really about finding that that particular balance right and actually for productivity it really makes a lot of sense to rest because if you're not a hundred percent how can you deliver a hundred percent with regards to performance so i really like that um that's a that's an excellent advice for um you know um everyone it doesn't limit it to just the youth right and you know we throw lessons like 
the importance of grit and determination around a lot very loosely. It sounds very generic, but at the end of the day, it's really it's really about grit, determination, and finding that balance, right? I'm really happy that we got that covered. We talked about finding the balance, um, having that mindset that it's okay not to know what it is that you want for yourself at the moment, to of course take breaks even if it feels like there's no time for it, and to really perceive one end as a new beginning for something. You know, and since we're talking about all of this, we want to talk about how you have been exploring new things because we've been hearing about you trying all these things left and right. So we know you as the SEA Games 2019 Obstacle Sports Gold Medalist. So we wanted to ask you, how did you discover this sport? We've been talking about gymnastics for a really long time now. So take us through that journey that you had from the transition and how you came to find that you know, this sport was actually something that would interest you. So after I decided to quit gymnastics, I wanted to try out new sports. So first, I tried out climbing. Um, climbing, it's super fun because, you know, it's all about coordination of the body, going up rocks, and it's also like obstacle race, course racing in a way. And then I also tried triathlon. So triathlon is swim, bike, and run. I tried it because my, my dad's a triathlete, and he was like, oh, maybe you should get into this maybe it can be your next sport and then I also tried um, trail running so trail running is running in the mountains and different trails and then lastly I tried out obstacle course racing so how I started with obstacle course racing my mom brought me to this obstacle sports factory gym where all the obstacles were there and then when I tried it I just I don't know, I fell in love with it because of the tr thrill and like the challenge of the sport. Like I had a fun time trying to analyze how to accomplish this obstacle in a faster movement. And then um, after that, I decided to join the Spartan Race, which is shown right there in the screen right now. Um, the Spartan Race, I did like different obstacles like rings, monkey bars, and um, it was super exciting because in my first time competing, I was able to win um, first in my category. So I guess when that started, I felt like, oh, maybe this is a potential sport for me because I have uh, good upper body strength and grip because of gymnastics. So that's when I decided to pursue it. Oh my gosh, Kai, can I just say for a bit? That was such a great thing. Like everything that you said, you're all over the place. You've done everything. I feel like like if one day I see you out there, I, I won't be able to keep up. Like you've just tried everything and it's so cool because you have a lot of exposure and you built this stamina, this endurance that has enabled you to find this sport where you can kind of do everything. And I want to ask you because you mentioned so many stuff that you've tried out. So what got you hooked on obstacle sports specifically? Like I know you already said that there was just really something about it now when you tried it out for yourself you felt that it was something that really spoke to you but maybe you can elaborate more on that okay so first uh when i tried the obstacles like i mentioned earlier i like the challenge of it um it was uh like difficult but at the same time it was fun to do because you know i like upper body like 
movements and all that. And then aside from that, I found a really good community. And my support system in obstacle course racing was really good. Um, my teammates, um, my friends, they were all supportive, cheering me up when I couldn't get an obstacles. And then they would also give me advice on how to, you know, um, do it in a faster way. So it was like fun competition. We were competing against each other, but at the same time, we were lifting each other up. And that's really important for me because it really helped me with my mental health. It made me more positive and it made me happy. You know, it's really cool because with all the people that we've been having here at the Gold Diggers Youth, everybody really talks about the community and that's the thing that sticks. It's the thing that helps them fall in love with the sport more. And it's so good to see that it's really consistent with all the sports, no matter what sport it is. All that really matters is the community and the support system that you have with you. Am I right, Sir Robbie? Actually, a lot of things struck me because, I mean, one of the most important things is that how how obstacle sports is like you know the best representation of you know life challenges i mean literally they're obstacles right and exactly what kai said on on she was trying to analyze obstacles and trying to get through them with a strategy the most uh the quickest way that's that's if it doesn't if that isn't a life lesson on its own with regard to any life challenge, there's no other better example than this particular sport. That's why I like that. And secondarily, I think connected to the reason why you loved it so much, because I think, you know, serendipity plays a role wherein, you know, you had the proper foundation coming from your gymnastics background, right? So it also links to like our previous episode with Maggie. If you recall, um, guys, like Maggie found herself in jiu-jitsu because it was right under her nose. She's perfectly built for the sport. Um, being of small stature, she had right balance, and then she had very. She's very strong for her size, right? So, uh, same way how Kai discovered obstacle sports, right? That proper balance, and then the grip strength, and then you know the kinesthetic awareness coming from gymnastics, yeah. And then maybe lastly, I also like how you mentioned Kai on lifting each other up, right? I mean, if that's not a better terminology for teamwork, I don't know what, right? So. Let's go back to the gymnastics experience where you said that the family wasn't initially supportive and I think rightfully so because you know you've spent so much time on it. it it must have been at that point in time to them something like you just weren't feeling it for the day right but for this particular sport how did your family react to this change Okay um so when I discovered obstacle course racing my parents were super supportive they were so happy that i found the sport that it was not beneficial lang physically and i wasn't just you know doing the sport but then it helped me become a better person in general because i think it's really important good advice there um but i want to unpack be a better human a little bit more so that our audience can understand what does that mean okay so being a better human for um our art team it's not just you know winning competitions but it's also winning in life uh through you know helping others helping the uh the teammate like lifting each other up like i mentioned earlier and aside from that it's the values instilled with us so like you know i keep mentioning this but grit determination perseverance and i think that's what it takes to be a better human yes that's a great answer and maybe to add to that 
I, th- I think because you know how you know obstacle sports and like rock climbing, for example, in in your case, I mean, it, it has to be for to become a good athlete in this respective sports. Literally, you have to be a better human, right? You have to be, you have to move well, you have to think well, right? So it's the proper use of all of your limbs, and you know what I mean. So beyond the the the, the values, it's also literally and figuratively. Becoming a better person, yeah? yeah, better athlete. Yeah. That aside, let's go back. Um, uh, it's great that your family supported that um, life-changing decision to this point, yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about that first? What's the what's the environment like at home? So, my whole family we're we're into sports. So, my parents um, they do triathlon, and my mom's into marathons. And then my two sisters, uh, they're younger than me. They do fencing right now, and one of them's actually training in Ormoc, like for fencing. So she's been there for three months already, and I'm so excited because she's coming back tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. It sounds like a very sporty household right there, right? So maybe how? Maybe let's let's link it a little bit to what what our audience can learn from this. What's what's the tip there on how your family reacted and how? Uh, what in that environment that you have at home? Okay, I think it's really important that the support system is there. Um, I'm really thankful because my parents and my family they really supported me. Like even if I decided to quit a sport that I've been doing for seven years, and then I went to a completely you know different sport. Um, I just enjoyed the company because they really like supportive and they were like pushing me to strive to be a, a better athlete hold the line you know what i remember being in the episode with agatha and sabwong and they were talking to us about how their family was into sports as well and now i'm hearing kai talk about their family into sports like so many talented families i just <laughs> want to have you guys adopt me if you're looking for somebody else <laughs> But kidding aside, I just really think that it's really cool that, you know, we have, we see that it's really possible to get a support system as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and you really have your uh, mindset on what it is that you want for yourself. I mean, it's easy for us to say this because a lot of people, especially the Gen Z now, we don't have the same setup. We don't have the same environments at home. Uh, We're not all going through the same contexts, but it's good for us to see this inspiration that it is possible and if we get to express ourselves and let people understand that this is really something that they're passionate about then there's going to be hope for us and it'll always always be better if we have the people we love supporting us so thank you for inspiring us and Thank you as well to the De La Serna family for being an inspiration to all of us right Sir Robbie Right. So, yeah, um, great, great advice so far. Um, appreciate that. Um, now, I want to take it a little bit uh, further now to, you know, the things that you're doing apart from obstacle sports, right? So, you turned your back on a sport that brought you uh, so much glory, right, with, with gymnastics. And you initially encountered challenges from your immediate community and your family because you've established a name for yourself already. But to this date, what was your biggest obstacle? Um, I would like to share about my 2019 SEA Games journey. So that was really 
a struggle for me because I was physically, mentally, and emotionally challenged. Um, I would like to share like what happened before that competition. Um, initially, we weren't supposed to be part of the Sea Games, but then how many around two months before, three months before, they were like, oh. Luckily, uh, sport is part of the lineup, so we were like, "Oh, now we have to train." And then we ha- usually had training camps every month around um, one whole week of pure training lang. So that's what we did: eat, sleep, train. A uh, typical athlete um, life. And then it was hard because I also had to balance um, academics. Um, that one was really a struggle because you know I would be absent in school sometimes in order to train because I had to prioritize you know winning the gold medal for my country and for the team. Um, there are times I really felt like giving up because my teammates were twice my age. I kind of felt pressured. I was like the baby of the team, so I was called. I was honestly called Iakin in the group because you know there are times I would just cry because I'm like, oh, I can't do this obstacle fast enough. I might disappoint you. I might disappoint the federation. But, you know, it was a really good experience for me because um, when I got the gold medal, naman, you know, it was worth it. All the hard work paid off. Maraming maraming salamat on behalf of the Philippines, of all the Filipinos for giving us this honor and for allowing us to feel kung ano ba naman yung makaramdam ng isang gold medal because you secured the gold medal kahit na you you went through all these things and you mentioned all the struggles so we can only imagine how great and how fulfilling it felt for you you know because of course you were saying that a lot of things happened before you finally reached that moment so maybe you can take us through that time in 2019 tell us a bit about how winning the 2019 sea games felt for you okay so i'd like to share lang, like what i mentioned earlier parang you see all of us our team winning the gold medal but then you don't know like what we've experienced like before you know competing and all so like i mentioned it was the training camps that made me you know tired and all that but then when we had the gold medal around our chest we were super we were super happy it was like i cried when we were playing the national anthem because like i was thinking about all the memories uh, training camp and all the things i had to go through because i had to go through a series of qualifiers. I had to, you know, make the top three for the qualifiers in order to be in the team. And then, um, the Sea Games, I competed the team assist, and it was really great because I got close to my my three other teammates. Uh, we had to go through all the obstacles together, and it was such a great journey for all of us. <laughs> Solid stuff there. So literally and figuratively going through all the obstacles together. Um, that's great advice there. Now, um, I can only imagine that's like a, a decision validated, right? Coming from your very successful past in gymnastics and uh, to a now equally or maybe even in the future more uh, successful career in obstacle sports. Um, what would you say is the the important thing that you could share with our audience there? What's the life lesson there? Okay, so for me, um, quitting 
I wouldn't really say that I quit gymnastics. I redirected myself to better opportunities. You know, um, I was able to find this new passion because I was open with the different opportunities that came in my way. Because like I mentioned earlier, I tried out different sports. And I think it's really important to be, you know, open to the possibilities. And if you find that certain passion, um, try to pursue it. Because, you know, you'll never know what's going to happen. And you never know, you might be like successful. Um, I really like that advice, especially coming from such a young person. I mean, uh, it's easy to let go of words like that, right? But truth be told, it's really about finding exactly that, trying so many things, that particular, let's say, skill or thing that, that sticks and that you love and that you can dedicate yourself to. I think that's really great advice, especially to our young listeners. I also like what you said earlier on how the gold medal is just a reflection of all the hard work that you put into it. And again, easily said, um, tip of the iceberg, yeah? So not a lot of people see all the hard work that goes into that one moment where you step on stage and you receive that medal. And that's actually something that Agatha Wong mentioned also, if you recall in our past episode, that it's really just uh, the culmination of all that hard work. Now, um, that being said, at such a young age, when you look back at this though, what do you think your future self would say to you? Well, I think my future self would say to my, you know, past self, I'm really proud of where you are right now. I'm proud that you were able to push yourself and, you know, reach your goals. Um, I would also like say that I'm really glad that you opened yourself to different opportunities and that you found the new sport that you love doing and that you, you passionately want to continue to do. No, I really love that. Now you can say na for yourself na you did a great decision, even if it was scary, even if you weren't sure there were a lot of risks. You know, no regrets at the end because you've become this person that you are now today. But, you know, going back because we keep on talking about this and I think we really have to reiterate that a lot of people, a lot of the youth today go through this fear, this kind of um, feeling that taking a risk might not be so um, advisable at this time where the generation is really pressuring because a lot of people already know what they want. They're already set on who they're going to be. They have their life figured out and all that. So I wanted to ask you, like, how do you think we can um, encourage our youth, our Gen Zs, to um, become more open to taking that risk. What advice could you give them in this whole journey that we've been talking about already when it comes to saying yes to not knowing? Um, so, you know, for me, taking risks and failing is really important because, you know, if you don't fail, you're never going to learn. That's for me because, you know, in my whole gymnastics, in my whole athletic you know career i failed a lot of times um there were times i wasn't able to win competitions there were times that i felt like i wasn't as good as other people but you know it's really okay to fail because that's where you learn and that's where you strive to become better i really like that you mentioned failure panga i feel like that's the word that the people right now are just really allergic to because I think the reason why, like for me, I guess, the reason why 
the Generation Zs right now are really scared about moving out of their comfort zone and trying something new, testing the waters, is because they're afraid of experiencing failure when they already got the hang of something na, you know, they get to avoid failing. And so, because, let's face it, failure, the idea of failure can get really scary. But I think what I got from you is that when you do get the strength to find um, joy, to find passion in something else, you shouldn't think that you're going to be good at it right away. You know, you have to be ready to accept that when you try something, you're trying it from like zero. You're doing it from the start again because it's something new. And so in the process of discerning whether or not you're going to step into something else, you have to be prepared to take on the challenges that will come in from the start, right? So I wanted to ask you as well, when you went into this new sports, when you went into obstacle sports, what were the challenges at the beginning that you did not experience in gymnastics? Um, so some of my challenges in obstacle course racing was, um, I guess, like the obstacle, aside from like the obstacles itself, because, you know, like new things, like I had to, you know, learn new techniques. Um, it was also like there are times that I felt I wasn't, you know, good enough. It was a bit pressuring in a way and I had expectations because a lot of my teammates again mentioned earlier um are older than me so you know there are times I'd want to like you know be as good as them right away like when I was a beginner palang I was like how do you do this I wanna you know get this right away and stuff but for me I think it's really important to um not be intimidated to be a beginner and to start like don't be scared of what people say about oh this is so hard it's too difficult for you or like um OCR some male dominated sport so baka you're not as good as other you know people um it's totally okay to be a beginner because like if you find what you love and you decide to pursue it then it's all gonna you know go into place um if you continue to work hard and to train for it and yeah that's what i felt during my OCR journey, when I discovered like the uh, different obstacles I had to go through. I love that. I love how you really talked about how you shouldn't be skipping steps. You know, it can get frustrating at the beginning because you're so excited. You're this eager athlete who's surrounded by a lot of good people and you just want to skip right over to being good at what you do. But, you know, behind every athlete is that journey of beginning talaga. And nobody is exempted from it. So it's something that we all have to accept. And I think it's really our learning ground, you know, because of course, it's the beginning of everything. So that's where we develop um, these new skills. We get our foundation. But it's also that learning ground for us to learn what it is that works best for us, where we're good at, what we can improve on. So it's really inspiring to hear how even the best of us really have to go through that struggle of starting from the beginning so of course we want to see what's next so kai we want to know what is next for you what are your priorities now what is next for kaizen de la serna okay so in terms of my sport um next year i'm gonna have a lot of races next year um i'm gonna have a race in poland around May. um 
It's the 100 meter ninja obstacle race. And then I would also have another competition. It's called the uh, Ultimate Ninja Association in Las Vegas. Um, I actually competed in that competition this year. And um, super exciting because I was able to make it to top 15. But now I want to, you know, do better, maybe top three or top five. Um, next year, we would also have a series of qualifiers for national team. So if I'm able to rank and um, like in the ninja category, then I can be part of the national team again. And aside from sports, I also have life outside sports. So I'm into, you know, business. I started um, a new business this month. It's called Fearless the Label. It's an activewear business. Uh, I hope everyone can support it when I launch. <laughs> and then, um, like business related, I'm into like investing and because during the sea games we won money so that's what i used it for i used it for business and then i'm also studying right now so i will still be studying next year <laughs> yes i love that plug you gotta get that so i hope everybody got that i hope you guys can support this business coming right up and it's so good to hear that there's a lot going on on your plate right now inside and outside of the sport because we have a lot of stuff to look out for when it comes to Kaizen de la Serna. And I know that we're all really excited to see what is next for you. Am I right, Sir Ravi? Yes, um, and uh, really great um, that you've ventured into, you know, uh, a new sport, the sport of business, I guess. And currently your sport of, you know, um, your schoolwork. Yeah, so well done for being such a well-rounded person at such a young age. Um, and, you know, there's so many things that we can learn from from you tonight and um a lot of things have been said guy right so but if we were to summarize our entire discussion into some tangible tips that we can share with our audience right now for you what would those three be okay um so my first tip would be find your balance so you know before when i was a gymnast you know i identified myself only as an athlete only as this gymnast so it, it made me harder you know to decide to quit so with that um it's really finding your balance not just in sports but outside sports um um you know go try out new things um which is my second tip um explore new things i think it's really important to be open to the opportunities that go along your way and um, try it out and let's see like if you're into it if it's your passion then go pursue it and then my last tip would be overcome your obstacles me i had to overcome my obstacles both literally and figuratively i had so much um hardships so much failures when i was a gymnast when i was an obstacle course um racer um before the sea games you know, there were times I felt like I wanted to give up, I wanted to quit. Um, but I decided to live out the values of grit and resilience. Um, I was able to um, overcome the obstacles I experienced and and yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well said, well said actually. So, and there you have it guys. So in terms of, you know, overcoming the limitations that you may seem to be facing in your life right now, 
You heard it from Kaizen de la Serna herself. Number one, find your balance. Number two, explore new things or opportunities. And number three, overcome your obstacles. So thank you so much. And there you have it. Thank you so much for all your tips, Kai. That is, we are done with our segment for now. But don't you worry because we are off to the next part of today's session. Something that we like to call crunch time. So Kai, we are going to throw you some questions and you're going to have to answer them as fast as you can. You don't have to think about it. The first thing that comes up to your head all you have to do is say it. But if we need to know a little bit more, you'll have to explain a bit if that's all right with you. But before we begin, Kai, we'd like to remind everyone listening right now that, you know, be sure to like our social media pages, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Spotify at the Gold Diggers PH. Okay, Kai and Luisa, are you guys ready? Ready. Here we go. Let's go. Let's give them crunch time timer start now high upper or lower upper 8 a.m or 8 p.m 8 a.m favorite move um um <laughs> something to do with the obstacles i guess you know lache it's an obstacle term <laughs> All right, we will look that up. Meanwhile, rock climbing or indoor climbing? Rock climbing. Okay, Kai, I want to know what is your pre-game song? Oh, I don't have a pre-game song, but I listen to meditation before I compete. <laughs> okay, beauty brains or brawn? Oh, brains. Mountain or beach? Oh, this is hard. Um... <laughs> Both, but beach. Pet peeve. Oh, um, it's my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is hard, huh? Can't see them though. Moving on, Luisa. Okay, maybe we can ask her first. Balance or power? Uh, balance. Right, favorite color. Uh, purple. Monkey bars or monkey business? <laughs> monkey bars. <laughs> okay, crunch time is up, but you know it merits to find out the next few questions. We only have a few. So chalk bag or designer bag? Chalk bag. Something <laughs> <laughs> spider or warped wall? Um warped wall. Guilty pleasure. Um <laughs> Swim, bike, or run? Mm. Mm. Bike, bike. <laughs> okay, smoldering or bouldering? Bouldering. <laughs> this is my favorite question. Ko. Kai, do you want to Oh, yes. yes. Love life or career? <laughs> career, career. <laughs> Walang tulog o walang kain? Walang, walang kain. Okay, and finally, how does Kai overcome obstacles? Um, by not being afraid to take risks. What a great way to end. Thank you so much, Kai. That is it for crunch time. 
and we have come to the end of the episode. But of course, we will not say goodbye without some final messages. So, Kai, do you have anything to say to our listeners and viewers here tonight? Oh, to all the viewers watching, I hope you enjoyed my episode and I hope you learned a lot of lessons which you can apply in your life. And I'd also like to say thank you to everyone who continuously supports me in my not just in my obstacle course racing journey, but in my life outside sports. And that's it for this episode, teammates. Thank you very much, Kai, for you know the insight and then your candidness. We really enjoyed this session. Now, if um, you've enjoyed our content, there's more where this came from. Catch up on all our past episodes on our Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify channels. And feel free to send us your suggestions on the guests that you want to see in our future episodes. Also, be sure to like, follow, share, and subscribe on all of our pages. There you have it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Catch us on the next episode of the Gold Diggers Youth, where your gain is our gain.